Okay. Do you want to read it, Courtney? No, I'm good. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Okay. All right. Let me take a drink first. Don't worry, I'm on the drinks part. Woo. Excellent. I won't say no to that. We have our in-house bartender today. I won't say <clears throat> that. Too big of a gulp. <laughs> If you are looking for a clean, sober, professional, academic, well-researched, historically accurate, generally accurate, serious podcast on Southern folklore, ghosts, bizarre events, and unique people, then this podcast is not for you. However, if you decided you can live with that, then join us for The Strange South. those little things like they did on Greece, like dong ding dong like the little bom 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 don't we i think we could just use a child xylophone for that almost. oh that's what they were using <laughs> we can totally just do that yes hi patrice hello marleya how's it going it is good so let's talk about this delicious drink that we're drinking that i'm already like burning from here to here <laughs> right now which is good which means i'll probably by since i'm going first i may make it through without slurring anything i have no such hope yes <clears throat> but maybe not because i'm kind of thirsty um so we is wait i have to look up the name of it because i've forgotten entirely right, it is a gin drink where did you find it we were looking southern, southern kitchen that's right southernkitchen.com and this is called the georgia gin cocktail Wow. Gin, it's pretty peach, intense. Schnapps, orange juice, orange. Oh, no orange wedge. We ain't that fancy. Yeah, yeah, I know. But we have our in-house bartender here today. Yes, Courtney, yay! Official Strange Sal. So, like, even though we normally need a break to go get new drinks, yes. we may just be like, hey, Courtney, go get us new drinks, and then well, we're going to we'll have ha- to take a break anyways, because we're going to have to pee. Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. I was going to say, I'm sorry, we're going to have to pee break, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm not going to be able to make it through without a pee break. So... I do not have any, like, post-mortems regarding, um, who did I do last week? So, I did Mountain Tom Clark. Yes. Karma's a Bitch last week. I love week. that story. Yes, and we'll definitely, like, I'm seriously thinking about doing a map of all the locations. Ooh, that's uh, a good idea. And just have it on the website, and then maybe eventually make a poster or something? I don't know. It'll be your own bizarre driving tour of the South. Exactly, mm-hmm. where you can run over Mountain Tom Clark. That sounds and, awesome. You know, go travel the streets with um, Screaming Molly. <laughs> so, Hugging I, Molly. Huh? Hugging Molly. Hugging Molly. But she screams in she your ear. She did scream. That's where I came from. And hugging Molly. Exactly. Um, okay. So, I don't have any postmortems. Me neither. Okay. But I do have something very interesting that comes up. So, I love. I love that we started this simply. I mean, I love telling stories. I love more than telling stories. I love hearing stories. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I really probably should have thought of this a little bit better and just had two other people tell stories and let me just sit there and enjoy it and (laughs) entertain me. Um, This is so much more fun. (laughs) But this is so much more fun because yeah, the research um, and I love the history aspect of it and like finding out what's happening behind these legends and stuff. And even more so than that is like, I've been really connecting with friends um, about strange things that have happened to them. And now when I sit down with somebody, 
I am sitting there and I'm going like, so tell me something like, have you had anything weird happen to you? Have you experienced? <laughs> so this is kind of like a, a segue into some small talk or something and kind of opening up. But see, if you're anything like me, like that's such a necessary, I'm like, now I can just be like, oh yeah, I do a podcast. Tell me yeah, this thing. Exactly. And that's I like, need normally to know. I'm, I suck at like talking to people too. I'm just oh, like, yeah. uh, well, same here. tell me something fun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Entertain me. Um, <laughs> So, you know, this has been kind of a great segue into like starting a conversation. And so everybody that I've made, I'm always like, you know, hey, tell me something that, you know, is anything weird ever happened to you? And every time it's like, oh, no, nothing ever happens to me. And then like five seconds later, they're like, well, you know, there was this one time, (laughs) you know, and it goes into this amazing story that I'm sitting there like, holy shit. And I had one of those holy shit moments when I had lunch or actually dinner with a good friend of mine, Lori, and or both of ours. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, Lori, it's like, so is there anything weird that's ever happened to you? And she's like, no, you know. She's like, but, you know, I've been watching that Ted Bundy thing. Was it on Netflix? And I'm like, okay, yeah. She's like, you know, my mother escaped Ted Bundy. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, you cannot say that just in like normal conversational tone. And I can't believe you've never told us, you know, this before. She's like, yeah. She's like, we're living. Um, Lori was actually born in Salt Lake City, which I didn't know. And, um, and so her mother was like 21 at the time and working at the hospital there. And one night uh, she was driving home and her mother has long, dark hair that mm-hmm. was kind of, you know, it was totally his M.O. personality. And she was pregnant with Lori at the time. And so she was driving home from work that night and an unmarked car with a light pulled her over. And the guy gets out and she's talking with them and he's he's like, ma'am, I need you to get out of the car and come sit in my car while I write you this ticket. Nope. And her mother was like, no, you can write me the ticket now or let me go. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and he would not he wouldn't do that and he kept like arguing with her and she's like if you don't write me the ticket right now i'm out of here and she left and then after that i think ted bundy killed like eight people in salt lake city at the time and her mother i think saw a picture of ted bundy and it's like that's the guy that pulled me over and i'm like what the fuck i was like oh my god and she was like she's like i'm really surprised that my mother didn't get out of the car because she says her mother's like a very much like you know a like by the law authority kind of thing but that night i guess she was she's tired and she's pregnant and you know this asshole pulls her over with an unmarked car and a light Uh. and wanting her to get out of the car for a ticket and she's like and whoever does that who does that it's good that it was that kind of a red flag right that's what like maybe that's tipped her off you know like why do i have to get in your car for for a ticket ticket? yeah she's like ticket me or like (laughs) fuck off and I mean, great instinct. Mm -hmm. Way to go, Lori's mom, because that could have ended badly for both of them. Would have. It sounds like. It doesn't even sound like there's a question, because there was only like one person that got away from him that 
And that's what he was, in Salt Lake City, that's what he was doing. He was impersonating a cop and pulling people over. Oh, my God. So I was like, holy fuck. Because, like, you just never know when you talk to your friends, like, the things that get revealed. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, that's what, you know, I found the same thing about, like, everybody. Well, especially our friend, who is now... (laughs) I think we're just going to now call him Box Fan Chad. (laughs) I love Box Fan Chad. I am Box Fan Patrice. I think we're of the same peoples. (laughs) But yes, you know, he immediately started talking to me about all these things. But, you know, it's like him and then his neighbors, I think he said, too. And the number of people that have come to me or have like had friends come to me and say like, Somebody died in my house also. And I've always felt these weird things. And I was like, how many fucking people <laughs> live in dead people houses? Uh, yeah. Well, everybody. Like, everybody. Everybody lives in a dead people's house. But it makes me wonder, like, why do certain people get hunted and other people don't? You know what I mean? You know, like, that is weird. just the question. And we were talking with Susan about that. Like, mm-hmm. because Susan's very much like bullshit on all of this. And, mm-hmm. you know, all the little She's readers. She's a skeptic than She's I am. very yeah. much a skeptic. Um. And I can understand, like, we just don't know. And I was reading, and I can't remember the name of the author. I'll put it in the show notes. Because I'm reading this fascinating book by this tour guide. He's actually a Savannah, uh, Georgia tour guide. Ooh. and um, But he wrote a book first on Savannah, and now he's he wrote one, or he followed up with a book on New Orleans. And I really kind of, he's very, like, easy to read and interesting. And he's talking about this and his philosophy on ghosts and why things happen totally like vibes with like everything I believe Mm. because um I'm agnostic so I'm pretty much I just don't know I don't Mm. think we know enough I don't think either we're smart enough or we're privy to enough information for us to really know exactly what's going on I mean I totally believe in science I get that but I just believe that maybe our science isn't quite there yet Mm -hmm. because we just don't know there's Mm -hmm. so much we don't know so I, I don't think we can definitively know yes or no or why things happen or why not we can all just speculate yeah and the way that he talks about this so that's kind of his like he's like you know he feels because so many incidences have happened it's like you can't discount it but you can't explain it Mm -hmm. and so i don't know i should really like go in and, and quote some of the things that he says because I was like oh that makes so much sense that's totally how I feel about it I feel like I want to read that book now you'll have to definitely put it in the <laughs> well you should probably read the Savannah me. one since y'all are gonna go uh, there right next week for me is all Savannah story yes yes <laughs> next week yes. yeah because I leave tomorrow we leave tomorrow <sighs> absolutely I'm so excited <clears throat> um for so many reasons like you're gonna have to like check out all the things well you so you can't that's the thing is like there are so many fucking haunted places in savannah there's no so i'm just i'm just basically like throwing it up and saying like whatever we do we do and that's what we're gonna enjoy you know because you cannot possibly fit in no you can't and and one of the things when he was talking because he's given he likes to give the history which i totally like you're not going to get much history from this this is pretty much all folklore and make-believe and southern campfire stories kind of things here um although i do like to try to like when i can find historical fact but who the fuck knows if it's historically accurate or not because you know how history goes it's pretty much and now it's just the internet now it's just the internet right on top of word of mouth and like all the other shit now it's just the internet we all right the internet. oh there was a fantastic quote about history um 
I'll have to find it. Shit. This is my brain. <laughs> there's this great quote. I, there's this great it's quote. Really great. I can't remember it. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't know who I'll said put it either. in the show notes. <laughs> that's <laughs> how it works. That's how it works. Because, of course, you know, when I see it, I'm not going to write it down. So I can just, like, pull it up and just, like, act like I'm smart and know how to quote people. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. But anyway, <clears throat> it talks about basically history just being, like, a bunch of lies that we all agree upon. Um, that's that's a good... Yeah. It's a paraphrase of, of the quote. But he's talking about... Out, you know, why do certain places seem more haunted than others, like Savannah and New Orleans? And I'll talk about, like, back in the day, like, when Native Americans first, you know, was very close and very spiritual with the earth. Um, and then, you know, the Spanish brought in disease and um, slaughter and conquest and all this stuff and they're just talking about how certain lands seem to capture it like all the tragedy and um because it was fucking rough and i'm gonna save that little story that he talks about um with like the spanish and the french um living in uh the crescent city for when we do our mardi gras version Mm. um simply because to me it's so fascinating and this is when i texted you the other day we're gonna have like really long show notes today sorry (laughs) um this is when i texted you um when I went out to eat with my family and I was telling them this story because I find it so fascinating. And my husband leans over to my son and goes, yeah, it's drunk history with your mom. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not drunk. Like maybe a little bit. I but was, it's history. It was history. I just had a margarita. That's all. But it was so fascinating. Um, and I just, I feel, I just wanted them to get that. But yeah, so I'm going to share with that with you on our New Orleans episode, which will be our episode 10. Mm-hmm. Which will be a great week. Yeah, milestone for that. So and I'm, party. Woohoo. Mardi and then girl. maybe I'll get my quote shit together and like actually like have things to say. You know, we have a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. For we do, we do. It's like I think, I think we far and away <laughs> exceed the expectations of anyone who actually listens to that disclaimer, or knows, or knows us, or, <laughs> or me. Knows us. I'm like, every time, it's so funny every time. Every time we listen to our show afterwards, because we want to hear how it how it sounded and what we can change and everything like that. Right? I always text and Patrice, and I'm like, we're so fucking interesting. <laughs> <laughs> And completely modest. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. So I'm going first today. I'm probably going to be reading all this because, again, I I have like a running list, like we talked about, a running list of all the things I want to cover. And we have some locations that we're talking about maybe going to and Mm -hmm. doing live from locations, which (laughs) I would totally love to do. Finding the time for those. Finding the time logistics. The challenge part. Right, is going to be the challenge part. But this popped into, like, my radar on one of my explorations of just weird southern things. And um, it is more so, it's pretty short. It's not necessarily a story. It's more of a legend. Mm -hmm. And legends are really interesting because they usually start from fact and then just get blown way the fuck out. And that is basically what's going on here. And oddly enough, you've heard about this probably because you've heard of the band, but 
there's not a whole lot of information out there, man. I visited Reddit. I'd like scoured the internet. I scoured Google Scholar. I figured somebody did a paper maybe that has something to do with this. I like looked at the library and there was like one book. Of course, I didn't check it out because it was like 12 o'clock last night when I was doing this. <laughs> but um, you would think there would be more to it than it is for it to be kind of such a commonly known name. Mm-hmm. So... I want to talk about this legend, and it's one of the South's most famous prostitutes, or as we call them now, sex workers, right? And is a woman that went by the name of Molly Hatchet. Oh. Okay. So men that crossed paths with her were basically known to lose their heads. So I probably have a thing for like torso killers or something it seems like the hatchet you just like the idea of men being decapitated <laughs> or, <laughs> exactly or taken Look apart with a hatchet <laughs> i don't know it just i don't it just fascinates me and and this is such it's more like like a fable or a precautionary tale for men in general which i kind of like Interesting. Okay. But wait, now you're going to tell them, you're going to tell me this in a second, but you're going to laugh at me probably also. Okay. Because I am not familiar with Molly Hatchet. Are you not? Are you familiar with Molly Hatchet the band? No. What? Courtney is. Courtney's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a Southern rock band, Molly Hatchet. And they like all of their album covers are like Frank Frazetta, which is an amazing, um, fantasy he's like one of the grandfathers of fantasy art Mm. like he does like all the conan the barbarian like Mm -hmm. the really like slick conan the barbarian art like old up big Mm -hmm. boobed woman women you know uh sci-fi landscape uh that's frank frazetta it's like it's really weird so it's like you grow up and my mom had a frank frazetta book and it had like all like the big boobed women in it and like the (laughs) loincloths and the you know sci-fi landscapes kind of deal and um that's kind of the first art in a book that I was exposed to mm-hmm. it was like that and Paul Cezanne I mean mixed that's different it's so like yeah so <laughs> different right and Van Gogh like the Van Gogh I've got up here flowers Boots. Impressionism and <laughs> porn. <laughs> that's right that's basically what it was right um, but so they used a lot of his for um, their album cover and they were like a Southern rock band. And if you could like, I don't really, I couldn't name a song about what Courtney, they did. Can you name a song? Okay. Are they Again, still around? No, I think the lead singer died because that's all I fucking found when I was looking at Molly Hatchet. It was about the band. I was like, no, they got their band name, though, from this legend here. Okay. So the legend of Molly Hatchet dates back, of course, to the Civil War. And in 1864, a Confederate soldier went missing um, from outside of Cold Harbor, Virginia. So it's in the Virginia area. And some places I heard that it started like in Salem. Hmm. Um, He was later found in a local boarding house with his body on the bed and his head on the floor. So witnesses say that they saw him in the company of a beautiful young woman just hours before his headless body was found. So that's like the first thing. Although there's nothing 
that there's a book that I got a lot of my information about and I, I'll post the book in the show notes. Uh, but as far as just articles out there, there's fucking nothing. Huh. Um, later. Okay. So that was in 1864, like over 10 years later in 1879 in a small Harbor town, um, Beaufort, Beaufort thing that we taught South, South Carolina, Carolina. Um, Beaufort. 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 Um, so a sailors uh, came in from their ships and they were visiting the ports and they were talking or they were told stories about this mysterious woman um, in the town who's, you know, they were there basically to go to the whorehouses. Yeah. All right. And so but they were warned by their captain to stay away from one of the women that lived on the outskirts of town. And many of them did. They just like did all their whoring in town. Um, <laughs> I do all my horn in, in town. town. Like, well, no, out town. <laughs> like, I'm whoring. a classy guy, <laughs> right? <clears throat> um, but one of them did not. Um, let's see. So, ba, 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 ba. so he decided to pay old Molly a visit. And the next morning, of course, his headless body was found laying in the alley behind the local saloon, and his head was never found. (laughs) So I don't know. So after that, um, Molly was seen again up in a shop near Boone, North Carolina, which I've actually, I think I've been to Boone, North Carolina. This is interesting because she's like hopping around. She is hopping around, right? Usually these things are like one locality, right? Exactly. So maybe she was running from the law, but I have a theory on that. Um, So she was in Boone, which is nestled in the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina. And mountain men at this time were known to be lonely. (laughs) So they, Molly, you know, of course, helped them with their loneliness by collecting their heads. <laughs> right? So five headless You'll bodies. You'll be with me forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> we don't need your head. Um, so five headless bodies were found um, before Molly disappeared from the town again in 1881. Interesting. Yeah. So many Southerners that lived during this time of Molly Hatchet believed that she was a ghost or a demon, and that's why she was popping up. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was sent to punish men from the South for participating in the Civil War. Oh, I thought you were going to say participating in whoring. No, yeah, no. that that as well, <laughs> that as well, because others felt that she was sent there to punish men in general for their wickedness. Um, and which existed, well, always existed. I don't know why they say existed, like, during the time of Reconstruction. What, like, men were only bad then? I, I don't know, right? Um, no woman ever lost her head, so obviously she was a serial killer ghost thing, but... Heterosexual hetero, serial yeah. killer. Um, and basically, men just bore the brunt of her rage. She was supposed to be very beautiful and lure the men in. And it didn't say whether or not, or they had no, they didn't know if, like, she actually gave her services out before she decapitated them. Hmm. So we didn't know, like, if it was a before or after or during kind of act. Oh, my God. What if she was so good that their head just popped off? <laughs> <laughs> That's that's my story now. Yes. Hey, you know what? That's a good story, right? Um, 
basically blah 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 and dead man tell <laughs> no tales so the legend of this ghost molly hatchet um there was a name that was associated earlier so it could come from this woman named abigail but there's no background on abigail so what i think probably happened and a lot of people agree with that oh i still got like just a little bit left in my glass yeah courtney's being like the best house bartender <sighs> she's like making sure everybody's Absolutely. got what they need i should like take a drink real quick you can be as loud as you want okay so what they think basically is that this is based in a little bit of truth maybe there was um a woman sex worker that was murdering and decapitating uh her johns or whatever uh and then the legend just kind of grew, and it grew like the captains used it to scare their soldiers so mm. the soldiers wouldn't get a, go off and get so um, riled up or, you know, I don't know. It's like they, it they was more of a control posters. issue. Yeah, and like then, Molly Hatchet means VD. Like, right, and then <laughs> the wives totally caught on to this and perpetuated it, talking about Molly Hatchet to their husbands so their husbands wouldn't go off, mm-hmm. you know. Um, messing around and whatnot. But yeah, so the Molly Hatchet. I did a little bit of research on Molly because we've heard the name Molly from right. Hugging Molly, right? From Hugging Molly. Um, earlier podcast two? I don't know, two, three, something like that early. Okay. So um, no one knows for sure if Molly is real. Um, uh, Mo- the name Molly is either Mole Mole or Molly. So Mole is actually was referred to as like young women of ill repute. Yeah. And then sometimes they were called Mollies. And um, and so were gay men. And yes. And this is, yeah, this is what it's so. Molly is used as a uh, euphemism for whore, prostitute, a woman with loose sexual mor- uh, morals. A Molly house back in the 18th and 19th century um, was a meeting place for gay men. Mm -hmm. So they basically used it for effeminate men, like a slang or, you know, to talk about sex workers of of every kind of gender Mm -hmm. um, or each kind of gender. Uh, Also, there is a little bit of confusion with Molly Hatchet. And, of course, the hatchet, because that's what she used to, like, decapitate the men with, or that yeah, they I mean, assumed. what else really would you right. choose? Right, so that was, yeah, a nickname there. But for some reason, when I was doing this research, uh, Carrie Nation came into play. So Carrie Nation was a pro-prohibition lady who went around with a hatchet oh, to the saloons right. and, and with her Bible saloons. and she would go in and just wreak havoc um, and just like smash all the bottles and whatnot. So there's a little bit of confusion between her being Molly Hatchet and... Oh, I bet she loves that. Oh, her right. Her ghost is she... like, fuck y'all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, but you know, it's more of a legend. There's there's very little evidence to prove that there is actually somebody named Molly. So, because we know Molly could just be just a generic name for this Abigail lady who mm-hmm. may or may not have decapitated all these men at the time, and then, or you know what, it could have been a serial killer mm-hmm. that went around during this time and got the ill repute of. Um, 
decapitating men who went in their wicked ways to, you know, whorehouses and whatnot during the time. Is it bad that I like I'm rooting for her being an actual serial killer? Like I'm sitting here thinking like the feminist in me says, well, why do you think that I'm like, like, you know, this is a subject that I'm obviously um, very interested in. I don't know. That's that's pretty cool. So I'm going to have to go listen to all the Molly Hatchet music after this now. I know. Maybe we'll throw some in just a little bit so we don't get like copyright tagged. Is there a rule on that? Like how much can we throw in? Because Squirrel Nut Zippers totally just went in the comments on the YouTube. So I don't know how much we can do there. I got permission from, I got permission from uh, the Huggin' Molly dude. Right. Right. Just Maybe like five seconds. Government. That's right. Five seconds. Maybe, you know, blah. And then we, we have to cut out this conversation there. Listening. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're already listening on our phone, so we could like, <laughs> <laughs> so we could totally. <laughs> but that She's is my government s- censor. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry, sir. All I hear is loud I ice just... and liquid. <laughs> that wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> That's oh man. I now you've got me fat. Now I want to go. I'm gonna go like go down a rabbit hole this afternoon i'm sure right well good luck if you can find something again there was something that said about um thank you molly hatchet uh being from salem massachusetts Mm. massachusetts that's the sign of how much you've had yes that i just finished Massachusetts. massachusetts um but that really, like, a lot of people are like, bullshit. That's kind of like doesn't fit the time period. That was the witch trials. That wasn't um, Molly, you know, during the Civil War kind of era thing. Well, and it's funny, too, because, like, there's nothing else about that story that, like, screams witches. Right. You know, it well, screams the- like, you know... Fuck yes. you guys, I'm going to cut your head off. Like, right, probably <laughs> abused and beaten up. And, I was going to say, when you know, like drunken sailors, the and... only way that you can stay alive, you're going right. to be a bit bitter, you know. It's exactly. surprising we don't have like Jane Hatchet and Heather Hatchet, <laughs> <laughs> Brittany Hatchet. <laughs> our, our, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No. <clears throat> but that's my story. I like your story. Molly Hatchet, or my legend, I should say. I like, it's like, it's Southern and it covers multiple states. It does. And and the thing is, is that if you are a man looking for Molly, all you have to do is walk down in a, um, the railroad track and say her name and she will find you. Do you have to say Molly Hatchet or just Molly? Because if you just say Molly three times, like some like <laughs> screaming, hugging, gonna, like, pop out of the woods and say like, hey, I got you, man. That's right. <laughs> yeah, probably Molly Hatchet. I would think. I'm right. going to try that, too. Isn't Molly like an Irish kind of? Mm, it comes from the Irish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. I do believe it, it came from. And, and they were called. Like See, to Sheila me, is right in Australia, it's a Sheila, it's right? A it's like mm-hmm. a Molly or a mole, a mole, and they were given reference to like there's a lot of references to moles, like M O L E mole, M O L L mall, mall, thank okay. you, mall, mo, mall, yeah. I was trying to figure that out, uh, but like in recent like 80s films, of like people refer like say anything. They actually refer to a mole, a small, um, in one of their like dialogues. Really? So there's there's a lot of different films that you know, and they're referring to, 
young women with loose morals. I wonder if it's in Far and Away. Why do I want to watch Far and Away lately? Is that a movie? That's a movie with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Far and Away, right? Is so, that Amish? No. <laughs> it's Irish. Oh, Irish. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's going to be my excuse to finally watch that movie. It's been on my head for like three days and I don't know why. Hmm. You never watched it? Oh, yeah. I like practically had it memorized for a while. I had a boyfriend in college who was obsessed with like romantic movies. It was really interesting. Like oh, he wow. was the one who watched Dawson's Creek every week. It's kind wow. of strange. But yeah, it was one of his favorite movies one of his favorite movies so we watched a lot of far and away huh i don't think i've ever watched that i don't know that i would necessarily recommend it for mm-hmm. anything other than nostalgia's sake but i'll let you know when i watch it again for nostalgia's sake and right you. if there's anybody nostalgia named nostalgia is also another clue word of what how much is the nostalgia. <laughs> well i'm ready to tell this maybe okay <laughs> <laughs> i went back home this week because i've been like you know you know what kentucky and north carolina and all these other places and i've done a lot of stories in alabama but i'm doing another story in alabama okay and um i've never actually been up here well i'll leave that i'll leave that for when i actually tell it okay so up in etowah county which is north of where we are just north of where we are right it's just behind nakalula falls park so the black creek is up there nakalula falls is like a, a really beautiful like waterfall and mm. um and uh I, I don't think it's a conservation area but anyways it's a nice hiking area lots of trails and stuff like that and mm-hmm. there's a, a legend of an, an indian woman who jumped off the falls to avoid i think what being married off by her chief father is that the story right yeah, he's yeah. nodding um so that's what Nakalula Falls is. But right behind there, um, behind the campground, there's a winding wooded gravel road. Now, I have been told, I think it might have been paved in the last 10 years. But anyways, it's um, filled with potholes when I you know, first started hearing about this. And heavily wooded on both sides. There's bogs on both sides of the roads. Lots of water um, collects on both sides. And there aren't many houses on Hines Road. Okay. Back behind Nakalula Falls. It doesn't lead anywhere. All it does is loop around from one suburb on the north of Nakalula to one suburb on the south of Nakalula. There's no reason to go there unless you're looking for, like, visiting somebody who just randomly lives off a driveway up there. Okay. Um, But if you go up there any given night, you're going to find, like, teenagers in four-wheel drives parking on the side of the road because they're looking for something. And near the southern end of the road, they'll get out of their car pull into the ditch across from this pond that they see. It used to be a fishing pond, but um, it's like shallow now. I hear you can't really fish there anymore. Okay. And it's got green scum all covering it over. And there's a cave near there. Uh And there's a house. Or depending on when you show up, what time, how many times you've been there, it may be a house or it may be the foundation of a house with daffodils that grow around it. Or it may be a cabin, depending on whether the moon is full or any of that stuff. What? Is it a ghost house? People go there just waiting to see things. So there's a story that people tell, up in Gadsden mostly, that in the early 1900s, this witch woman lived in that house. Ooh, I like witch woman. And she even had a name. And this is, I think, what caught me on to this story. Because usually they tell these stories, it's a legend. Right. You know, it's just the witch woman of Gadsden. Right. This woman had a name, and several people related it. So it's not just one person saying this, but her name was Torbit. What? Say that. T-O-R-B-I-T. Torbit. Okay. 
And the story goes that in Gadsden around the early 1900s, children just started disappearing. <gasps> and, um, and people began to think that they're being lured up the mountain mm. by this woman and um, snatched up and that she would kill them and she would decorate her house with their bones. Oh, wow. And um, she would drink their blood. This is funny because I think Ugh. I've seen this in like children's movies and stuff, too. This is what witches do. They drink the, the blood of children to stay young. Right. And that's right. what they do. Um, but everybody in town was afraid of her. So nobody really did anything like they right. would follow. They would just say like, oh, no, you know, Mount Lion's got them or something. Right. And um, so one of the stories that I heard says that in the early like 19 teens, a brother and sister named Charles and Elizabeth Anderson decided that they were sick of, you know, this witch taking all the children of Gadsden. And they got some friends together. They marched up the mountain to confront the witch. And um, the only person that came back was Charles. And oh. he never really told anybody what happened, but his sister didn't come back from that mountain and his friends didn't come back. Oh, wow. And then How old was Charles? Sorry. He was young because shortly after that, he was drafted okay. for World War One. He was drafted. So he would have been maybe 19 probably i would say like 18 19 20 okay and um so he went to war and he was still just mourning his his sister because they were close and then when he came back um he heard stories in the town as soon as he started to get back and get comfortable again that torbett was still up there in the mountains and that people were still disappearing and um he decided that to get vengeance for his sister yeah, and to take care of this deal, he's going to go back up this mountain and he's going to get this witch. But he didn't come back this time either. Holy shit. So Charles Anderson is gone. And then finally, this is like 30 years after they start telling these stories. Um, it said it. One of the things said like the mayor of Gadsden. I'm like, there's like a mayoral like <laughs> command that people of Gadsden grab your pitchforks and fires and as come you out do, right? Like you do. <laughs> but they they like uh, the story says they got a mob together. They lit their torches. They climb up the mountain, set out to deal with this woman who's been stealing kids. And they get up the mountain and they get to Torbett's hunting grounds. And the first thing they come upon is this pond that you know teenagers now stop and park their cars next to. And they said as they look closely, they're thinking, like, maybe it's the firelight dancing on the pond. Maybe it's that there's not bright. But then they get really close and they realize the pond is all blood. (gasps) And there's the bodies of children inside the pond. Oh, my God. That she had taken. All these children. So they're, you know, sound like some people turn back. Some people keep going. There's this cave on the property. And I've actually seen videos of the cave. Right. But there's this cave on the property. It's an old mine shaft. And, um... It smells just disgusting from the outside. Okay. And all these people march up to the cave and they like climb, they like think they're going to go inside and nobody has the balls to do it. So this one guy walks up to the cave and he climbs all the way in and like they're watching his back just disappear as all, you know, he goes into the darkness and everything. And then they hear this just like blood curdling scream and he turns around and runs back out of the cave, looks like just white as a sheet and never tells anybody what he saw inside, but nobody else went in. Oh, my gosh. And then finally they walk a little further and they come to the cabin. So if you ever go up Pines Road, the cabin, there is a a, a foundation of a house right off of the road. Oh. But from what I've heard, that's not her house foundation. It's further out. Okay. Further out in the property. So they got to the cabin finally. And they said, standing there outside on the porch is this beautiful woman with long black hair mm-hmm. and green eyes. And she's just laughing and smiling at everybody. And she's naked and she's covered in blood. Uh. And 
they walk up and they say, are you Torbit the Witch? Because I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, because who else it going to be? Like, Identify yourself. Are you Torbit? And she said, I am indeed. And they just threw their torches on her. And they lit the house on fire. And in the 1930s, they burned this whole cabin down with her inside it. And some people said she had a child inside. Other people started some argument on Reddit about why would you have a child inside if you were stealing other people's children? Why right. didn't you just take your own kid? I don't know. We get a little petty. Or, or why shit didn't like you like run away from the fire? Yeah. If you're standing on the porch. Exactly. So, um, so you know, Torbit is engulfed in flames and they stand there and they watch the whole house get burned down to ash. Mm-hmm. And then they're thinking, okay, we won the day, we got rid of the witch, and they go down the mountain and they realize when they get back to Gadsden that they're a man short. And they're looking around, but they're like, it's, it's so funny. It's like, we just killed a witch and it's really dark up there. So we're not <laughs> going to go back right now. And um, so they decide they're not going to send a party out to get him. But about a couple hours later, he just comes down by himself mm. and he looks like horrified, but he's safe and he's fine. He's not ill or anything. And he says that um, a spirit man guided him down the mountain and told him never to come back up there again. And it was the spirit of Charles Anderson who uh. had come back to keep people away from Torbett's house. And he was trying to protect the people who, who went up there. Um, so people still say that they see the ghost of the witch Torbett. Right. And that she never leaves her house up there. Mm. Um, I had somebody who said that like, folks have said that they felt the spirit following them when they went back down the mountain and, and find them in their home and chase them around. And she's like, no, nah, no, she doesn't do that. She likes her pond. She right. stay where she is. Sounds like a homebody. She doesn't, she doesn't, you know, this is her place. She hangs out by the water. She hangs out by the pond. Right. But, um, they say that if you go out there on certain nights, you can see orbs floating over the water mm. and they say it's the spirit of the children that she threw in the, in the pond. Oh. Um, and they say you can even see Torbett herself, like taking a drink from the water, which I'm thinking like, oh, that is fucking nasty. Like you <laughs> shit like pond water on the side of the fucking road <clears throat> up in Gadsden. But You're I mean, like, I guess drink that. I guess spiritual pond water is like, I don't know, more, more refreshing <laughs> than that real thing. Because I'm sure like none of those teenagers like went out there and peed in the water oh, I or bet anything. Not. No, yeah. uh, sacred, sacred space. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There was um, <laughs> there was one kid that said that there was a hazing ritual in his high school. When he was 16, he drove up to um, to Heinz Road and parked by the pond. And the people in his, I guess, football team told him that if he looked out across the pond, he would see his future. But he said he did see a vision. He saw himself hanging from a noose on the other side of the pond. Holy shit. And he got straight back in his car and drove the fuck home. And he yeah. said he's never, ever been out there again. Yeah, I guess not. Um, but uh, lots of people, this is one interesting thing. So lots of people say that they go out there just on a whim because they don't believe it. You right. Know? They go out there and they park and they see the cabin. Right. And then like a week later, they bring their friends back and they park in exactly the same place and there is no cabin. Oh, wow. And they so and this is multiple different people have said like, they they are taken out there or they go out there and they see one thing and they go back out and they're absolutely certain they're parked in the same spot but they see something completely different and there is no evidence that there was ever a foundation of a house or a house at all crazy in that spot um 
It's going on the map. And they say if you don't, I know, right? And <laughs> it's um the pond, and I don't know, actually, I don't know if this is the pond that they say that the children were in. There is some argument in Gadsden on Reddit and other places about whether it's the pond right by the road or if you have to go back a side road to get to the pond that mm-hmm. they're talking about in this story. Mm-hmm. But the pond is called Clayton Fish Pond, and it actually is on google maps oh like, wow. so you can find the spot spot on google maps and you know what all mm-hmm. this fucking trouble we went through trying to find that house yes fucking street view on heinz fucking road what street view street view i was like oh my god courtney's looking at it right now there's land for sale on <clears throat> right there is oh. there's like 10 acres of land sounds like a bargain hundred acres <laughs> um and, you know, uh, people say if you do get out, if you go to Heinz Road and you do get out and look around, don't turn your car off because you won't be able to start it again. Uh, there were several people that had said that. Yes. That's a pretty common trope, it's, right? It's, it's a common thing. That was like three-legged lady road. Exactly. Right? That's what I was thinking of this whole time is three-legged. Because mm-hmm. the original, like, the original thing that hooked me onto the story was just like a two-sentence thing that said the witch who sold her soul to the devil. And it would chase you down the road. And I was like, oh, my God, that sounds like Patrice's story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is, though... This is an interesting one because this only comes from, it doesn't come from like the tale tellers. It comes from the people who just said, I've been to this property to see what was there. Right. There's a big black dog that roams around on this property. Black and dogs, yeah. That's not, and it's weird because I'm like, yeah, I mean, like everybody around here got a big black dog. True. And, you know, they're all loose and they all roam everywhere. Right. But every single person talks about this dog. And if you get down Hines Road, he'll jump out of the out of the woods and chase away the cars. Mm. Um, there was somebody who said, um, let's see, they got out of the car and they saw it across the pond and it chased them all the way past the cave. But when they turned around, it wasn't there. Um, they said there was somebody who was hanging out with a friend, just throwing chestnuts at tin cans there. And all of a sudden they heard a growl, like a really loud, vicious, like right in their ear out of the woods on the side of them. And they took off running and when they went home, their friends didn't believe them. And they took five friends back and the exact same thing happened to him. This oh, vicious wow. growl, like all these friends heard the exact same thing. But then there was a woman who said that when the pond was a fishing pond, that her grandmother lived right down the road and would take her to this spot right. and let her play there while mm-hmm. they were fishing. And she said she always saw this black dog multiple times. And this was a while back then. Right. She saw this black dog hanging out at this <clears throat> pond and she said it would keep its distance, but it would watch her like it was guarding her. Huh. And I think I really, you know, the way the story ought to go. Is that dog is the spirit of Charles Anderson keeping children away from that witch's oh, house. Oh, I like that twist. Trying to keep teenagers and children away from Torbit the witch. And so um, there were other people that said that one time, like in the 60s or 70s, they drove by here and they got out and they started looking for things and they found a still in the woods, mm. which kind of makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, water pines and boggy areas and like out of the way places near the water yes you know they found a still in the woods and they think maybe somebody in the family made up the story to keep people keep away people from away. the woods yeah and not to ask questions about what's going on when there's weird noises up here mm-hmm. um and uh as all these stories always go just like three-legged lady road mm-hmm. there are billions of stories now too everybody stays away now because satan worshipers hang out up there <sighs> And hang cat heads in in the mm-hmm. <laughs> in the caverns, right? And chase people, but you know there were there were legitimate stories. See, I I actually finished 
putting this together at like 1030 last night uh-huh. because it took me forever this week to figure out what I was going to talk about. I finished putting it together about 1030 last night and I almost texted Courtney and was like, you up for a drive? <laughs> <laughs> do it now. But you know what? I would, I would do it right now, but I would not fucking do it after dark because I was like, you know what's scarier to me than Torbett the Witch? Some asshole in Etowah right. County with a gun on my private property. Exactly. I'm thinking like, this dude is going to hunt me down and shoot me because there are people who've said that they've gone out there and they've had Jeeps follow them all the way down the road to the other end. Right. They've had some random dude like parked in the middle of the gravel road, just like blocking all the lanes, just staring at them while they drive by. And yeah, you got to watch out. Like if you You're start n- driving because people grow weed and stuff oh, out there. Oh, all kinds of shit. Like, like I said, weed. <laughs> weed. Um, yeah. So you just have to, yeah, you have to really watch and it's, it. And it's, pri- I mean, most of that area it's is private, private property. property. Absolutely. So if you want to go out there, you know, you are risking your neck really right. to go out there. Because it's dark. There are no fucking street lights up there, yes. you know, and they don't care who you are at some point. You know, if you're on your, if you're on somebody's property. Yeah, it's your they fault. They don't want you out there. Exactly. So yeah, I was like, oh, I really wanted to go. But then I was like, oh. I don't know. I know. It's not like it's not like back in the day, like when we were all teenagers, where it was. It probably was still as big of a thing, but it seems like it's more deadly now to go on somebody's property than it used to be. Like, you know, I feel like it would have been just as deadly. It probably it probably was time. you know just naiveness, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I totally. I, maybe it's just growing up and being a little bit more mature it's like i have a lot harder time like going out to abandoned sites and being mm-hmm. there without like feeling like oh somebody's <clears throat> going to come shoot me or call the cops on me or something like that yeah i think nothing has changed but our sensibility of right. what we should be doing <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> as law-abiding said, citizens <laughs> that said heinz road is pretty easily findable on the maps so if right. you're interested and you want to go out there forgive me family who owns that property for well i'm sure they're pretty used to it I know. I really think like it happens all the time. And I had never, I had never heard, I actually ran it by some of my like people who know the things around here. And there were a couple people who knew about it and a bunch of people who didn't. So. Well, it's new to me. It's a pretty, it's a pretty extensive, it's it's a pretty extensive legend. And I I kind of like it. Yeah. You know, again, Native Americans. So we have that tie in with the Native Americans with um, the falls Mm -hmm. and everything in the area. So who the fuck knows? Mm -hmm. Who the fuck knows? Again. Long black hair. But she had green eyes. Green black hair and green eyes. Black dog. Naked bloody dancing in the middle of God. That could be anybody. I don't know. Right. Could be any old buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So my story's pretty damn short this week too. I know. The legend. Mine yeah, it's legends. It's legends day. strange so well thank y'all for listening and please check us out on facebook and instagram we are the strange south podcast and thank everyone who's made comments and given us five stars on our itunes yes and if you've been to any of these places or heard anything about any of these let us know yeah we want to hear instagram messaging um and if you got stories that you know that we don't or you think we might not, let or us be know. interested in, right? It's like your mom survived Ted Bundy. Yeah, let right? us fucking know. Tell us your personal story. It doesn't have to be some legend everybody knows about. Just tell us what happened to you. Absolutely. So we will talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah.